following was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated in Memphis, Tennessee. Hello, my name is Rick Cheddar, and this is From Radio Land. Greetings, salutations, hello, hey, how's it going? Welcome to another episode from Radio Land for the Home Office in Memphis, Tennessee. This is episode 398. <laughs> Studio A. Oh, it's going to be a, be a 400. What are you going to do? Um, uh, uh, nothing. Probably. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, 7.7 years of this show. You know, usually shows last about seven years. At least that's the way it is in TV. They tend to they tend to just you know die off and and then that's the end of it. But not this show. By God, we've been running out of gas since we started. <laughs> is it? There isn't. Look, you know, I'm I'm very fortunate. I I have to. I have to, we've got we've got uh, uh, we've got a we've got a great lineup of guests that are going to be on the show here uh, coming into the future. Uh, our producer Eileen has done such a well, not really producer. She's a booker. She handles all this. I don't want to. I don't want to make her. Oh, so I'm a producer now. I can hear it now. You're going to pay me. Uh, yeah, right. Whatever. Uh, she she handles our booking. That's through World Star Promotions. And we got some really cool stuff coming up uh, down the way here, too. Um, and, and, and more fun. Hell, today's a today's a great example. Uh, next week, we've got a we've got a, a big old movie director guy thing. Uh, did a horror film. We're going to talk about that next week because, you know, Halloween's going to be here before long. And uh, today we've got. Uh, Musician and artist uh, Luca James going to join us here in just a bit too. So, so you got that to look forward to. And you know, speaking of you know Halloween and all that fun stuff that's coming up, I I, I saw where uh, Doctor Anthony Fauci, uh, he's uh, he's uh, the National Institutes of Health and other places. He's uh, he's an epidemiologist. He's kind of a smart cat. He knows what's up. Uh, his advice has been uh, pretty pretty accurate. I know there's you know by me saying that there might be some people that go oh, whatever you yeah, just. Blah, blah, blah. You know, everything he said uh, leading through this whole pandemic, this whole COVID-19 nightmare, uh, he's been right on. If you look back at the things that he'd said and compare them to the way the timeline worked out, he was he was not he was not making stuff up. He wasn't just pulling stuff out of his butt. I mean, he was telling it what he may have been, but but not that stuff. The data has been correct. And he said uh, as of the 10th of October, he said to enjoy Halloween. So have fun, you know, uh, if you've got your shots, you're, you're going to be in good shape. You're, you're going to be fine. He also said that deaths are going to start going down, which would be, that'd be kind of cool. Uh, we're well over 700,000, uh, deaths in the United States since this thing began. And that happens. I mean, that's just, that's the way pandemics work and they do. Well, they'll wane off a little bit as, as we, more and more people get vaccinated, more and more people are wearing masks and doing the right things. And that's being suggested is that when you send the little ones out, you know, when you're out trick or treating, uh, you know, make sure, make sure they got a mask. Uh, some people in the, uh, in the neighborhood have, they're doing the whole slide thing where they're going to set up like a tube or something. And then they can just, you know, they can slide the goodies right down into the bag and, you know, keep that social distancing, which I think is kind of fun anyway. It's, it's kind of cool. Uh, the FDA, of course, had authorized the use of the Pfizer BioNTech vaccine for 12 to 15 year olds back in May. And since then, uh, from what I'm seeing here from the New York Times, 8.2 million children in that age group have received at least one dose and more than 6.7 million have been fully vaccinated. So 
good stuff. Uh, those numbers are kind of low, uh, but there again, uh, <clears throat> we're not seeing any reports of any issue that uh, that that's that's going to be a problem. And you know, Fauci had been sort of correct when he said uh, earlier that you know it was the kids were the key to this whole thing. You know, the kids are the you know, they're just little germ monsters anyway. But if if you could get them the shot, and then everything would be kind of cool. So that that worked out. But he said, look, go out, enjoy Halloween. You can be kind of safe. Uh, he said, you know, this is a time that children love. It's it's a very important part of the year for kids. I, I can't disagree with that. Um, I, I will not be participating yet again this time, thanks to the calendar. I, I mean, I am going to kind of participate, but not. I'm going to be on the air. I'll be at Radio Memphis. Uh, we got a blue show. It's uh, Halloween's on a Sunday. And so I'm going to be uh, on the air that night and God knows what kind of spooky shit we'll get into, but it'll, it'll be, it'll be fun. So if you're not doing anything, <laughs> radio-memphis.com uh, is where we're at 8 p.m. Central time to around 11 or later. And there'll be some live music and well, we're just going to do a thing and that, and that'll be that. So, you know, tune in and enjoy all of that, all that business as well, because you just never, you never know. You never know what's going to come your way until you do it. Speaking of never knowing, uh, this week also coming up, depending on when you hear this or what may have transpired, which is I, I, I hate kind of getting into these sorts of things because it hadn't happened yet. But uh, depending on how the show is consumed, William Shatner is climbing aboard the big giant penis and he's going to fly it up into. Uh, well, he's just along for the ride. That's uh, Jeff Bezos's uh, Blue Origin rocket. I think they call it the Shepard rocket in, in memory of Alan Shepard. And he's going to go on like a little 15-minute flight. He's not going to become an astronaut. He hasn't been trained for this. They just told him a couple of weeks ago he was going to do this, and he's hip to it. He's 90. He's going to uh, go blast off into some sort of space. He's not going to get high enough to you know, go into orbit. That would make you, that would make you an astronaut. He's just going to go up and get a nice little view and enjoy a few, a few moments of, uh, of zero gravity and then you know, get back in the seat, strap your ass down, and then he'll say something Star Trek-y, and then he'll come home. Hopefully, hopefully it'll go well, uh, although there was one alarming thing about this is that there have been several engineers and several people who used to, who used to, optimum word here, used to work for Blue Origin, uh, that's the Bezos space program, and said they wouldn't get on board the thing. That doesn't instill much confidence, I know, but, uh, uh, you know, there again, you get the opportunity to go, what are you going to do? You know, you got you to gotta give it a try, got to give it a go, because, you know, you know, those chances don't come around all that often, right? All right, we will pause. We will be back in a moment and bring on to the program Mr. Luca James. Yes, uh, he is. Uh, he's a. He's a. Uh, he's an artist. He's a. Uh, he's a singer. He's a songwriter. He he does a lot of solo stuff. Uh, he's a really interesting cat, and you're going to hear about uh, uh, some stuff that he does up in uh, up in New York, there in Brooklyn. And uh, some of the fun, uh, the fun things he's done there, and who have been some of his influences, who he's met and spent time with. Yeah, he's a proactive artist, and he does a lot of really cool things. He's one of those beautiful people that really know how to spread the good stuff. So, if you're feeling down, you won't be because uh, Luca James is next, and he's he's uh, he's going to bring it to you right here from Radioland. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long 
long-term health insurance plans, and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance. It's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800 
out there, you know, yet. And that's a that's a good thing. And I know that there's been a lot of a lot of musicians that have been spending time at home uh, doing a lot of writing and a lot of, uh, you know, practice and, and all that kind of stuff. too. Did you did you do a lot of that yourself when you were when you were locked down? Yeah, no, it's um, I, I feel really privileged for the you know, the the way I was doing music was um, I was teaching a lot. Uh, I love the I, I'm a big fan and I consider myself like someone who's been mentored by Bobby McFerrin um, and the vocal, the vocal group, the singing circles, uh, the give me five, um, a lot of vocalists in that, that respect. And I brought that to Brooklyn and I've traveled around the world teaching vocal circles, singing circles, improv singing. Um, and every week in Brooklyn, we'd host like a big, you know, 20, 30 people gathering almost like a drum circle, but like with vocals and improv. Um, and so that shut down. And so I wasn't teaching as much. I was doing the Zoom thing, but I got a lot of time to go deep into music. And I felt like, all right, I'm not gigging. I'm not teaching as much. Um, I'm just going to like go into music theory, do things that usually I, my brain didn't have time to. I was like finding more mindfulness to, to study certain things, to, like work on my musicianship with piano, um, confront daunting like DAW, like programs and music production. So that was the silver lining was definitely like giving the space to go deeper into things that usually I like had scattered brain to do. Did you, did you have your pandemic project as far as, cause I know you got a new, you got a new song that's out, but uh, yeah. was that, was that part of that? I mean, was that just something that had happened as a result of this lockdown? Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, it, it was hard. I was doing a lot of film work and a lot of just like running around New York trying to make ends meet. And, uh, the pandemic gave me the opportunity in that in that weird way to to really produce five songs and uh this first one hazy dreams the one that just came out yesterday being the first uh, of the bunch and uh so that was a pandemic project and and making music videos with my with my girlfriend um just like both of us we we played a lot with like super eight cameras and just like tried to get creative right um yeah good good pandemic project yeah, that's uh, that's that's kind of cool. So on this on this on this song, uh, "Hazy Dreams." Did, now, did you did you work with uh, any other artist with this thing, or was it all just you and you and your girlfriend, or is this a solo you on every instrument that happened in this thing? How did how did this uh, no, record I, get made? Yeah, I mean, I I wrote it, and it was the way I started. It was two years ago. I just had a little studio in a closet in New York with my loop pedal, and I just would like loop my voice for like hours and hours with different melodies, and I kind of had the melody and the riff and the harmonies. Um, I didn't come back to it, but then I, I wrote the lyrics over the pandemic and my friend, um, Tyler Kanata, who's a, is a great musician and producer, he found a free like little uh, cabin slash like shack kind of situation in the middle of New Mexico, yeah. um, two hours from Albuquerque, 45 minutes from a grocery store. And he's like, come on out for two weeks. Let's like record music. Um, and it was that like cinematic, that like perfect kind of like movie, like kind of go crazy and like think about music for two weeks. And uh, we recorded four songs and he played a lot of the guitars um, and then uh, made some beautiful stuff. And then I came back to Brooklyn and I started working with an engineer mixer, Brian Forbes. And he was like, I love what you guys did. It's beautiful, but like, we need to quantize this. And like, this is a little sharp. And like, he just really helped to bring like that, that final touch onto it. So I definitely had a lot of support from those two guys. Yeah, it's it's pretty remarkable with uh, the way things are the way records are made now. I mean, you know, thank God for things like Pro Tools and all this digital work because it's so easy now to just go into literally a cabin in the woods and lay some stuff down, 
and uh, you know, bring it back to uh, to somebody who can you know wrap their head around it and make something happen yeah. out of it. So that's that's really cool that, that that it happened that way for you. Yeah, it's a good Zoom commercial. Honestly, like most of it was made over Zoom. Like you know, just yeah, like the final touches and yeah, I, it could be one. These are some of the first probably like Zoom collaborative albums that are coming out now. Yeah, there's I know there's gonna be a few of them. You know, we've been talking around it around the station over at Radio Memphis about how. You know, the one thing about this pandemic and that, you know, the, what, what are we like 19 months into this thing that uh, there was going to be a lot of, of, of really interesting music that's going to come out of this. You know, a lot yeah. of a lot of cats that have been stuck in home or or like, you know, you had the ability to get out of uh, get out of the city for a minute and, and uh, go out into uh, out into the desert and lay some stuff down. That's kind of cool. That's a different headspace. And, and, you know, there's no telling what comes out of that kind of thing. Totally. Yeah. I mean, when you lock yourself in a cabin for two weeks, you're sleeping on, you know, yeah, you're going to make something. You got to make something. It's like, you, you, it's like a liminal space where you either make something or you're stuck there forever. Oh, absolutely. So what's it, what's it going to look like for you with, uh, you know, this fall or this winter, are you looking to get out to play some more? So are you playing now or have you, have you gotten out in front of a crowd at all? Yeah. So I was going to say like, um, you know, I have empathy and I feel for a lot of the older blues guys um, that you were talking about. But for me, since I was young and able to, I love interfacing with people. I love improving. Yeah. I was able to to do a lot of busking and uh, play just on the street, wherever I was. Um, I did some busking out in California when I was there. I did some busking in New York. Um, I started bringing the vocal workshops back. We've been doing it in the park, Prospect Park. Some people are still more comfortable being outside for those things. Um, and yeah, playing some playing some gigs uh, at some really cool venues here. Um, some of my friends have started like DIY venues with like the commercial spaces that have gone out of business. So it's an interesting like renaissance moment too for New York. Um, but yeah, just getting out. I mean, I'm, I'm yearning to like re- release the stuff, you know, it's like been like almost two years of just like social media and things and like, Oh, listen to my thing on YouTube. And now it's just like, I just want to play this for like two people, but are there in the physical at least, you know? Yeah. The social media thing gets kind of tiring rather quickly, (laughs) you know, because you know, we've known early on, there were guys that were doing a lot of the, the streaming stuff and they're setting up their tip jars, the, you know, the Venmo stuff. And, and a lot of them didn't really make a whole heck of a lot, but it was just, there was still that, it, you know, scratched that itch to, to get out and, and, uh, and perform, you know, even if, even if it was inside your own room and sitting on a couch with a couple of other people and trying to make something happen. So yeah, I can see the value in that, but you know, can you imagine having to do that professionally? I, you know, that's, that's true. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's. So tell me about these vocal workshops that you're doing uh, now that, and this is, uh, you're just, you're helping people uh, help quite literally find their voice and, and uh, you know, a little bit of coaching is singing and is that how that works? Yeah. I mean, not everyone is as confident and blessed with like a voice like yours, you know? Well, (laughs) I don't sing. (laughs) uh, You you got something special. Um, Thank you. But uh, yeah, I mean, I have friends that were really big into the dance community, things like five rhythm, ecstatic dance, hip hop dancing. Um, just this idea of like, you might not be a dancer, but just like move your body because it's innate to being a human. It's like right. so in our ancestry. And people like Bobby McFerrin um, made me realize like the same thing with voice. Like it's not like voice is a 20th century product. It's like been around in, in, since the first tribes, you know, chanting, singing, mm-hmm. it's very religious. Um, it's yeah. So I try to get people that, 
yeah, the people that come to our workshops and our gatherings are like anywhere from really talented musicians that just want to like get out of the headspace of making a product and want to create more like ephemeral music um, to people that are just like have a lot of trauma or fear around their voice. Um, maybe they've been told they're not good. Um, maybe they just like have that narrative in their own mind. And so we do a lot of just like uh, physical warmups. Um, it's like very comedic just to kind of get people out of that ego headspace of like, I'm, I don't have a voice, you know, like I'm so tired of these like TV shows, you know, like American Idol, the voice, it's like, oh, God, yes. you got yeah. it. You don't got it. You got it. It's like these gatekeepers of like singing and yeah, there's like flat voices. There's, you know, pitch all this stuff. But like, I mean, if you, if you facilitate, well, you can make a beautiful, you can make a beautiful song with anyone. Oh yeah, was it uh, was it was it Picasso that said every child is an artist? I think it was, and he's right. You know, every every and it's it's the real artists that are left are the ones that have never let you know have never let go of of their youth. And there's there's a lot of that that innocence that is there. Whatever it is that you create, whether it's music or or physical art, sculpture, paintings, you know that that kind of thing. And I think there's I think there's a lot of truth to that. And it's kind of cool that you're allowing these uh, these people to kind of get get in touch with that and kind of help them guide their way through it and and I mean, is there songwriting involved in in these workshops or is it just you know helping discover themselves yeah so that's something that was big out of the pandemic um because yeah one of our biggest values was like not songwriting it was like this idea of like we're gonna make a song and we're gonna let it go we're just gonna sing it's not about creating finessing tuning is it good enough it's like get out of that headspace of like is it good enough or not just make it it's gone you let it off into the stars um but then over the pandemic we're doing these things on zoom and we had to get creative because you couldn't really like harmonize and like do like beatboxing and things everything was lagging um so we did a lot of songwriting kind of like workshops and uh prompts where people would have a whatsapp group and they'd be like hey this week's prompt is like writing about like this like Pablo Neruda tomato poem. And then we'd kind of all write our own kind of song based off that and um, like play it for people. Um, I also did a challenge where I like, I told everybody on my social media, I'm like, send me a message and I'll write you a song in a day. And I think I wrote like 50 songs in like two weeks. Like, <laughs> like and I was like, yeah, this doesn't have to be so hard. Like just like a couple chords, you know, GEA, whatever. And well, yeah, some some guys, some songwriters, they'll they'll sweat and lament over this, you know, whatever it is that they're working on for you know weeks or months at a time. And then there's some people that just wake up with everything in their head and they're able to write it down and have and have a tune that you know that quickly. And I, I, I get the feeling from you that it's kind of a little of both. You know, once you get to your basic structure, you're kind of working through it for a little while to make sure it's right. I mean, if you were talking about sitting up in your closet there with that loop device for you know God knows how long, making sure you got things right, that's that's. You know, that yeah. sort of shows a level of intent on the craft. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it's a little, I think it's a balance. You know, it's the Leonard Cohen, which will like, you know, spend like five years in Hollywood. And there's the Bob Dylan, you know, write it in the back pocket for two days. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I've had my like manic, intense OCD almost moments with, with songwriting and production. And, and I, that's why I think it's important to do both, you know, because now that I've recorded like really professionally, you know, a lot of new songs, you, I've met the most incredible songwriters that will just have writer's block because you know, it's like, a, it's like doing a hike that like whoops your butt. And you're just like, I love hiking, but like climbing that mountain, like yeah. I'd rather walk in the park, you know? And, and uh, that's why it's important just to make, and that's what I'm doing now with gigs and, and just doing these vocal workshops again. It's like remembering like the beauty of music that it's not like, 
follow me like this. Oh, I hope to meet this person and network. It's like, no, nah, I just want to create with you in the park or like, I just want to jam with you at your house. I just want to perform. It's like, it's like refining that purpose for like the beauty of mu- music that's beyond the ego. Oh, sure. Yeah. And, you know, of course, like anything else, the second you try and force something, it just becomes that much more difficult to to find that, you know, find that sound you're looking for or that turn of a phrase that kind of makes it work for you. Uh, uh, now, you were, ta- you were talking about you had you'd spent time with Bobby McFerrin. How did that how did that happen? Yeah. Oh, man, that was like a, a very I don't have any gurus necessarily, but he's like almost that to me. Just like <laughs> yeah. I don't really like. Not only because his talent, but also just the way the man like lives is like, I just was like watching him like eat lunch, you know, like watching him like walk to the bathroom, just like singing to himself. I'm just like, he sings all the freaking time. Um, And uh, yeah, the way we were able to do that is Linda, his manager. um, We're friends with her daughter and she had come to, Danielle had come to uh, some of our music collage, our vocal gatherings. And it was me and my, my, my partner with it, Daniel, Daniel Avi or Daniel Sundream is his artist name. Um, and they recognized we were just very DIY, just doing it, you know, asking suggested donation. And they, they were like, you should do this with Bobby. Like he does this for like the last, you know, like 40 years almost. And we're like, Hey, he's our, he's our hero. And they invited us to do the circle singing at Omega retreat with him. Um, they gave us a scholarship and, uh, yeah. And then just from there, just watching his videos, talking to him, follow, you know, singing in front of him, having working, doing, making stuff with him, joining that community of, of circle singers around the world of improv singers. It's a huge international community. Um, you know, staying up 3 a.m., just like making random songs. That That's kind of how we got into it. Yeah, it's a beautiful it's a beautiful like micro community. Well, yeah, I never really thought of Bobby as a uh, as an improv singer, but it makes perfect sense now that you've now that you've put it that way because of the, you know the, the the sounds that he has. I mean, you know, it's just the he he uses his voice you know more as an instrument instead of a vehicle for lyrics, you know, and uh, that's that's kind of cool. So that's so I is that what you you know you what you learned from him or you know what else did you would you pick up from? Yeah, him? yeah, we learned everything. I mean, yeah, you'll see Bobby and he'll just be like. You know, like he's just like he even like plays as if his it's a flute, you know. And I like doing like mouth trumpet a lot, you know, like and so like I love that idea too of uh creating vocal instruments. Um and like literally thinking you're like playing a trumpet. And uh so I I was I saw him do the flute. I do that a lot with trumpet and mouth trumpet, and then um yeah, we learned a lot of just like polyrhythm, a lot of like leading, like a lot of just getting like you what you'll do with it is um so he has this incredible album. Uh, it's I think it's called Circle Songs, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just like I think it's in the eighties. And uh, he just I, he's like improving, I think, or something, or he just has these songs with with his group in like a big kind of chamber. And uh, you're basically you're basically composing a, a track, right? Like you have your like tenor, your bass, and you're thinking of uh, like locking and um, you know polyrhythms and uh, like syncopation you're thinking of these musical terms um but it's not like overthinking it you're kind of just feeling it where you give like the bass section kind of this you know motor he likes to call it and then um you're giving tenors like a more kind of melody uh, like a higher register melody and then you're harmonizing on that and you're basically composing on the spot like a pretty intense piece and at circle songs you do that for like 200 people 300 people you're like organizing so you're really like having to communicate your musical ideas, not with like annotation, but just like, I'm going for this. 
and then this and you know like and and it's so cool and then people are just like i didn't get that and you're just like really learning to communicate your ideas yeah i can't i can't imagine how difficult that would be to score that stuff you know i I don't know that you could really put it you know put it down on paper that way you know um everybody just has to kind of just be in the moment to make that happen you know it's that communication like between bass players and drummers you know it's that You know, it's that that whole rhythm section, and once that motor is running, man, that that bus is going, and and there it goes. You know, hopefully you're on it. Totally, totally. Yeah, you're 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 in the pocket. Absolutely. So yeah, so having having these all these instruments that you're doing, like the mouth trumpet and sax and flutes and stuff like that, you're and having the looper. I don't do sax. Do sax no yeah. sax. No. <laughs> I played sax. I played sax growing up a bit, and uh, oh, you had enough of it, huh? Yeah, the the reeds would always my reeds would always get like cracked and nailed away. But we'll, we'll talk about it. yeah, keep, keep yeah, going. whatever. No, I was what I was getting at was having the looper probably is what really makes that help. You know, to as far as uh, finding those those uh, those uh, melodies and those lines that uh, you're able to get them started and then have them play against each other for a while. Totally. Do you do you use any loopers ever? I've not personally no, but I you know I've been around them and they're, I think they're fascinating. You know, I'm not that much of a musician, so um, it's it's kind of neat the way that works and and just how simple it seems to be and it and and yet how complicated the output can be as well and very intricate and and quite delightful really. Yeah, can I know this big. It's big with buskers. I know that. I know, oh, yeah. I know they, 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 I've seen a bunch of those cats out on the streets that are doing it. And it's, uh, it's really fascinating to watch somebody start with just one simple line and then it just, you know, multiplies from there. It's, it, is that what you do when you busk? You take your looper out with you? Yeah. 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 I love playing. I play some of my songs that are, that are coming out on the EP. I'll play like some covers, um, that I know. And, uh, and then I'll do a lot of improv. Like I think I made like a song about, I was, I get asked this like, you know, five-year-old, I'm like, we want me to sing about it. He's like, I want you to sing about mangoes. I'm like, all right, we're going to make a mango song. And then I have the looper. And then I'm like, like you over there, like, what is another lyric? And, and it's fun. And people are like, wow, we're actually all making a song together. That's that that's different than my typical afternoon. Right. Um, yeah, they find out they're an artist and they didn't realize that they were, yeah. you know, the whole time. I know. It's it's the best feeling. Have you, have, you ever put, have you ever put any of your busking work up on YouTube, for example? I know some guys have done that. They'll set up a, you know, oh, yeah. a, a camera somewhere and put that out there. Have you, have you ever done that? Um, I've had people like film me on social media and I've reposted it and yeah, I haven't done, I, I had one and it boo and it did really well. Like people really loved it. it. It brought them a lot of joy, but I do, I have on my YouTube channel, uh, Luca James YouTube channel. I do covers in like nature. So I'm like a big hiker, a big like uh, trail runner. And, um, I was just taking like a little tripod and my phone with me guitar. And I was just like going up into I was going up into like the Ventura River Preserve and the Los Padres. I was going up to the Olympics. I was going um, here in like Ithaca, Adirondacks. Uh, Like every natural place I found, I just wanted to like do a cover, but I wanted to like do it next to a river or I just like wanted to get people like inspired to get out. Um, Oh yeah, yeah. it's important now. Yeah, well, and plus being in that setting, there's I guess there's something conducive about being in a peaceful spot like that, away from everything, and and letting your mind just kind of open up a bit to be able to write and and produce something. I think that's cool. Uh, So tell me about this. This nature, nature's my my healer to the my taxing ego narrative. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because you because well hell you're in the you know the, the the greatest city in the world you're in New York City man you know you got to get away from that from time to time and what a what a, a a great balance from going from you know the the wildness of New York City to out into the woods and or by a nice quiet stream I mean it's that's got to do your head some good I would think 
I mean, yeah, if you, you get me on another podcast, I'll talk to you all about that. We do a lot. I, like a big part of my life is is getting New Yorkers and city people out into nature and then bringing nature back into cities like so that everyone has access to it. It's like, it's huge. It's so, huge. all right, well, tell me about this EP then that you've got with uh, Hazy Dreams is the is the new single uh, that's uh, that's from yeah. that. And uh, uh, it's it's out now. Is that right? Hazy Dreams just came out yesterday. And so I'm still, you know, I'm like watching YouTube videos. I'm like, how am I like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I just. Yeah, I've been learning. I've been learning how to get the word, but the word the the reception has been amazing. It's been like overwhelming. Um, been getting a lot of great playlists and people just writing me really nice. I was like surprised. I thought just my mom would hear it, and uh, <laughs> you know, I was like, that's fine. She loves it. She's like, she's proud of me. That's you know, like she's not like a forget. You know, she's not always proud of me. So it's a good it's a good moment. But uh, there's been random strangers reaching out to me and just like. They, sending me videos of them dancing with it and it's been out for like you know 30 hours and it's a it's it's very cathartic because like i one i wasn't expecting it really to do anything uh and two i uh and yeah i just was i was scared you know i was scared to release like something like your baby out into the world you know well you're burying uh, your soul that's you know you're you're yeah. opening up and burying you know the most rawest part of you to to complete strangers. That's, you know, that's actually quite ballsy if you ask me. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. My, my girlfriend is, a uh, her name is, uh, Morgana Van Peebles and she's a, a aspiring actress. And so I do a lot of taped auditions with her and she gets to do all these cool roles. She's like a vampire one day. She's like a teenage gossip queen the other day. And it's cool. She gets to like put on all these masks and with me and like music, it's just like, Hey, I'm Luca. Like, I'm going to talk to you about my breakup. And it's just like, <laughs> it's like, they might just be like, wow. Like, I really don't care about Luca's breakup. Like, I really don't care about Luca's perspective. You're like, really just putting your, it's like, Hey, like, I hope you like me, you know, like, yeah, it's a pretty vulnerable, vulnerable craft. And yeah, and I hear the song and I'm like, almost like, did I really just release that? Like, yeah. What was I thinking? Like, right. I know. I'm like, that was pretty personal. Like, huh. Like it made sense when I heard it back to just me mixing it. And then it's like, now people are like, Oh yeah. Like singing. All, I'm like, Oh no, like you don't want to live through that. Like that was, that wasn't fun. Like, well, you know, every artist has to leave the, the interpretation of their work to the, right. to the people that, you know, uh, oh, that, that consume it, you know, you, you know, oh. it, but it's funny how people will, I mean, it's, it's, it goes to prove that we're all sort of, we're all sort of the same. You know, we, we all have bad breakups. We all have, you know, moments of joy. We all have, you know, we all, we run the whole gamut of emotions. We're just a, we're just a, you know, a messy bunch of animals. But when somebody makes that connection that we're all, you know, that we're all feeling some of those same things that, that sometimes a song like that can speak to them directly. And, you know, that's a, that's certainly a good thing. That's the thing you would say, you know, if you just touch one person, you've done your job, right? hundred percent, hundred percent. And we did the, uh, we premiered the music video last night at my house, had like 40 friends, 30, 40 friends come over, like dear, dear friends. This is the first time I hosted anything since the beginning of the pandemic. And, uh, and I was like, you know, if that's just how it lives, that like everyone was like really touched by the video and, uh, the song. And I was like, that's enough. Like, and it's, it's important to remember that because people, I think it's easy to get caught up in the trap of like numbers and, yeah. You know, being viral and all this stuff. And it's just like, man, like if you create art and it's like 10 people are moved by it, that's a good enough motive really. So, so yeah. the, is it, is the entire EP out or is it just that one tune right now? It's just the one tune. It's just the one tune. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. Releasing them about, 
every two months apart, six weeks to two months apart, I'll be releasing them. That's pretty smart, you know, kind of because God knows distribution is such a weird animal these days. I mean, you know, who buys CDs anymore, right? Yeah, I mean, you do. It seems um, that back there is behind you. Yeah, that back there. That's um, that's a lot of that is just production stuff that I've used. You know, that All we've right. saved a lot of storage stuff. I mean, you know, and you know, at the radio station, we get you know people still send them. You know, not as much. That number's dwindling a bit. You know, that's. That's cost, you know, when you when you're an artist yeah. and you're you know you you create a you know you make a record, you know, had, you, you, God knows you can stick it out there on Spotify or iTunes or wherever, you know, Apple Tunes, you know, Google Play, everywhere, you know, it's it's impressive to me how distribution has gotten to be such a a wide open playing field, but at the same time, it's easy to get lost in all of that. And yeah, I've heard, and also, and also, it's, it's easy to get caught up in competition and like this. Um, this idea of like, we're all like vying for every, this limited amount of ear time. And, and that was one thing that I was facing. And I, and I, I actually wrote an email to a lot of my musician friends and I was like, we need to, you know, be supportive and like create community and talk about mental health, talk about like, yeah. Cause that's what a lot of streaming does is it, it's like, great. We all have access to this thing, but then it is kind of this like rush for the algorithm or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and so it's important as musicians, as artists, as filmmakers to like, remember to be, supportive and just celebrate each other's success i've never understood the competitive side of this industry never you know because we're all different you know what are you what are you competing against ultimately you know um you know everybody gets their you know their airtime hopefully you know and if you just get your name in front of people with a, a you know a little sample of their of, of your work then you know people are probably going to be a little bit more apt to say hey i'm, I'm going to add this to my collection you know it's it's what it is and you know it's you know music is it can be timeless, but it can also be short-lived. And it sounds like you're, you know, trying to step into this world with a with a with a fair amount of confidence that a lot of cats don't have. So I applaud you for that. That's uh, that's that's a wonderful thing. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, um, I, when we were talking about distribution, I've, I've heard of I've heard of guys will sit there and they go, "Well, we're gonna we're gonna launch, you know, we're gonna we're gonna lay out a single every couple of weeks or once a month or whatever their time frame is, and then at the end of it, after we've launched, you know, after we've got it all out there." We're gonna save the last tune. We're gonna package it on a on a, on an album and then resell the whole album again a second time. <laughs> it's like because that's the way they get. You know how do you? It's, if you're not playing shows or selling merch, you know how how are you gonna eat? You know if this is what you what you want to do. You know that's there's there's that whole question of just how to market yourself and you know where where is where does that money come from? And you know with the pandemic that had done the damage that it did to live shows, it made things so complicated. So. You know, hopefully we can start tying all that back together and you start selling records and, you yeah. know, selling tickets. For sure. Yeah. So, uh, so what do you, what are your plans then as we, as we wind down this year, are you, uh, you know, going to be stepping up uh, your, uh, your uh, stage work? You got, you got a bunch of shows coming up. You, how's, how's that looking for you? How's it shaping up? Yeah. Yeah. I got a lot of shows coming up around Brooklyn, uh, heading back out to LA because my girlfriend's going to be acting out there. Um, so I'll be doing hopefully some, sh I don't know the venues out in LA. So if any, any listeners or anybody knows, I'd love to link up with that. And, and in New York, I got, there's plenty. Um, and then, uh, doing a lot of shows and I really want to create a, a really interactive show. So right now it's like, I'm bringing the, my two worlds together of teaching and performing. And I want people to come to a show and like not, and to just leave feeling like they were also kind of productive or they also yeah. created something. I want like, I think I think we're in a time and place now where like everybody wants to sing along, you know. People want to like they know the tune, they want to make um, 
there's a lot more creators out there. So I, I really want my shows to be intimate. Um, and I also want it to be funny. Like I, I love like doing comedy at shows. I want there to be like projections and sure, sure. Uh, yeah. I want people leaving it being like, Whoa, like maybe I could sing or maybe like, you know, like just, yeah. Like we're, life is short. You know, if you're going to pay money to go to a show, it should be like, you should get something else a little more out of it. Yeah. 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 That, you know, that you were a part of it, you know, not just in yeah. the crowd screaming, you're just having, you're having fun because you were, you know, clapping your hands or, yeah. or whatever it is that you were doing, you know, singing along. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. How can, uh, how can folks uh, keep up with you online? Where, where can they find you? Yeah. Um, Luca James underscore is my Instagram. Um, I do a lot of fun things there. I do some live shows on Instagram, um, have some cool photos and videos. Um, and then I have a Luca James YouTube channel and that's where I do all my covers, um, in nature, which is like been a really fun series. People love that. And then, uh, yeah, Luca James, the hazy dreams is now on Spotify, Apple music, SoundCloud, all the streaming services. Um, I'd love to just connect with people if they want to like, you know, if they ever want to talk vocals or singing. Um, I'd love to hear what they think of the track. I mean, it, it's, it's been a big year. So I love, I love to just connect with more, more people, whether you're a musician or you love music. Um, yeah. Just hit me up. Oh, awesome. No, that's good that you're accessible like that, you know, and you did say there's a video for hazy dreams and it's, and it's on YouTube, I presume. It's going to be, it's coming out next, uh, it's coming out October 7th. So it's coming out soon. Um, yeah, it's a really fun video. It's, uh, it's using, we didn't have much, we had like a super eight camera. So we shot like all this footage on old super eight. And then I, like, I looked at it a year later, I sat on it and I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, <laughs> just like random stuff of us having a great time and like filming like frogs in the pot, you know, like what? And yeah, what, I, what is it? Yeah. That's okay though. It's okay. It's okay. But I, I had yeah. an idea where I was like, ah, oh, like actually if I film me watching the super eight, that's my memories. And that's like the past relationship. And, and we actually, it turned out that the arc worked out really well. So I'm stoked for the, the video. It's with uh, Morgana and she comes from a great filmmaking family and uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm I, I love, I'm a filmmaker. So th it's, it's yeah. my music is very much like cinematic. I call it like cinematic kind of dream pop. Sure. Yeah. And it, Hey, it works. It's, you know, it's the marriage of two, uh, two great arts, you know, audio and visual. So that's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, Luca, thank you so much for your time and, uh, best yeah. of luck to you and, uh, God, you know, please stay healthy. We want to hear more from you, my friend. For sure. For sure. This was so much fun and I, I really appreciate the time and, uh, wishing my best, to all the musicians in Memphis and the community and we're all on this and, uh, yeah, praying for everybody. And, uh, hopefully we can all just support the arts, support, Support your local musician and your local artists. We need like all all parts of the this this society to come back evenly, not just some. So, and arts is a big part of it. Absolutely, well spoken. You ever find yourself on the road and get here to Memphis, look us up and uh, help. You know, well, I can put you in touch with a great community here. I think oh, amazing! Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll bring my guitar and maybe you'll see me on the on the side of the road. And <laughs> there's we'll some, there's some fun. great places, man. Loop, some... I, I got I already hear it. I already hear how I want to loop your voice in the mix. So. uh I'll have to get you on the mic a little bit and we'll make something maybe. Not a problem. I'll be more than happy to help you out, brother. Thank you. You uh, bet. Appreciate the time. All right. Luca James, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, this is Reverend Oma with the Brim Closet Metaphysical Shop. We have a huge selection of spiritual supplies and gifts for whatever your path or practice. We stock hundreds of gemstones and specimens and carry a variety of beautifully crafted gemstone jewelry starting at just $10. 
Our talented staff offer tarot readings, aura and chakra analysis, and sound baths. Book your appointment or shop online at thebroomcloset.memphis.com or visit our shop in downtown Memphis at 552 South Main. Come to The Broom Closet and let us help you light your path. Hi, it's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance. Say hi, guys. When I adopted them, I discovered that they both have incredible personalities. Chance's sole purpose in life is to love and to be loved. Frankie is a little bit of a scoundrel and always entertaining. They're a little bit of a lot of things, but they're all pure love. Adopt pure love at theshelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund. Here's what's coming up on the next episode from Radio Land with Rick Cheddar. Rob Jankowski joins us. Hello, Rob. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me. You've got uh, you got a, a pretty. I saw the trailer to this thing. This is uh, this is a pretty spooky thing you got going on here. It's uh, you know I'm a fan of the horror genre, so you've already okay. got me hooked there. But uh, this yeah. this yeah. looks to be a pretty fun film. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, it, it stays true to the the storyline, so um, it, it definitely has its uh, you know its jump scares, its scares, uh, but I tried to keep it keep it to a, a realistic scare. There, there's nothing in it that when you see it, you're going to sit there and say that's unrealistic. Yeah. The horror, the horror genre is, is fun in that. I think, you know, as you approach making a film like this, you're probably thinking, you know, these audiences are not the previous episodes. Go to radio memphis.com to download episodes to your mobile device. Search the show in iTunes, player.fm, stitcher.com, Pocket Cast or tune in. And now, here's more with Rick Cheddar from Radioland. There you go. You heard what's coming up next time on the program. Rob Jankowski going to be uh, joining us. He's going to talk about some spooky film work he's done. So, yeah, and it'll, and it'll be available to you in your home. That's that's kind of cool. So you're going to hear about uh, about all that, how to get it, and and uh, enjoy the process. It's you know we're we're going to talk making movies with the director, actor, and writer Rob Jankowski. Speaking of creatives, I have uh, I, I I need to mention this because we we did we we made a we made a we made a thing we uh, we created a thing uh, we created because uh, as you know I'm over at Radio Memphis and we created this thing this merch store and we've been asked by a lot of folks hey how do I get a T-shirt and uh, what you do is uh, you you head on over to uh, radio-memphis.com. Excuse me, and you can uh, get you some merchandise, and it's through our our deal with Spring. Uh, Spring is cool; they're they're kind of a print on demand thing. They're wonderful because we don't really have the space to put shit together in our studio. In the past, you know, you would order like a box of shirts and then sell them as you go along, and uh, a lot of times, a lot of them would somebody would discover where the box was, or it wasn't under lock and key, and next thing you know, they're all gone. They all walk out the door, and you know, some of that stuff can get kind of pricey. However, uh, we've set up a deal where you can go to our website, radio-memphis.com, and look for uh, a story. It's into the news folder, I believe. Uh, Radio Memphis merch. There's also a banner ad that pops up, so you might see that there. They can click on that, and it'll get you there. But there's a little bit more to the story to it. Uh, the um, the headline, clever, get your shirt together. Uh, you can get some stuff. And not only do you, is it like T-shirts and stuff, you know, the usual fare that you would find. There's a bunch of them. There's the booze and blues stuff. There are there's a, a, a coffee cup that you can get. We have t-shirts in white and black. Wow, there you go. 
Uh, dude, we got hoodies, and I believe they're also in, yeah, they are in white and black. You got a pint glass. We got a few things. Hell, you can get you a mask. Get you a COVID mask. It's a clever uh, cloth uh, face mask with the Radio Memphis logo. You can uh, you can wear that and have you some fun. And uh, stick around with that because uh, we're going to start adding some more things that will tighten up. The, yeah, well, that is a long sleeve shirt. Imagine that. Uh, we're going to be tightening tightening things up over there and adding some things as they become available to us. So our friends over at Spring have uh, have done a fine job of uh, working with us on that. And I've already seen a, there's been several orders. People have discovered it, and it's it's kind of cool. So if you're a fan of Radio Memphis and would like to get your hands on some merchandise and fly that flag and go crazy, uh, just look for it at radio-memphis.com. Look for Radio Memphis merch wherever it is, whether it's a banner ad or the link to the story. And, uh, man, you are so there. You can get what you want. And here's the deal. All this stuff is done here in the U.S. <clears throat> they're, 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 all their products, are, it's all here. They're, they're U.S. They're, they're printed and stuff like that. So you don't have to sit there and worry about what's going to happen when all that stuff is backlogged out into the Pacific. You've seen that, I assume. All the, uh, all the cargo ships, uh, they can't land with all the stuff, all the junk, all the things. And therefore, it's been decreed, practically, that Christmas may very well be canceled. <laughs> I know, it's, it's, uh, it's an exaggeration. But we have been following the idea, perhaps, that it's going to be a Krampus Christmas, and I'm okay with that. And if you don't know what I'm, lo- what I'm talking about, you should go look up Krampus. K-R-A-M-P-U-S. I'm sure most everybody knows about it, but uh, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be, that's what it's going to be. It's, for those of you who really love Halloween, this is your year to embrace the Krampus. It really is because he's, he's, he's evil. He's dark. He's, he's not evil, but he's hey, maybe a touch in a sort of a fun way. He's an, he's an amusing fellow. And that's, <laughs> so those of you who want to still miss the Halloween or when, once it comes and goes, uh, there, there it is just like that. And on that note, uh, I'm done. I'm out of here. I've got places to go. I've got things to do. And uh, and we'll be around. We'll do it again next week with Rob Jankowski here on the program. So until then, please take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. And for God's sake, stop shooting each other, all right? I'm Rick Cheddar. And this has been from Radio Land. Rick Cheddar from Radio Land is produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated, Memphis, Tennessee. All music performed during this episode was used by permission. No part of this program can be rebroadcast or used in any other way except by written consent. For more, go to radio-memphis.com. <laughs> <laughs>